0: give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Leviticus 16, Law of Atonement. Now the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they had approached the presence of the Lord and died. The Lord said to Moses, Tell your brother Aaron that he shall not enter at any time into the holy place inside the veil before the mercy seat, which is on the ark, or he will die. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat. Aaron shall enter the holy place with this, with a bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen tunic, And the linen undergarments shall be next to his body. And he shall be girded with the linen sash and attired with the linen turban. These are holy garments. Then he shall bathe his body in water and put them on. He shall take from the congregation of the sons of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and the one ram for a burnt offering. Then Aaron shall offer the bull for the sin offering, which is for himself, that he may make atonement for himself and for his household. He shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the doorway of the tent of meeting. Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord, and the other lot for the scapegoat. Then Aaron shall offer the goat on, the, on which the lot for the Lord fell and make it a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot for the scapegoat fell shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it, to send it into the wilderness as a scapegoat. Then Aaron shall offer the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his household. And he shall slaughter the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself. He shall take a fire pan full of coals of fire from upon the altar before the Lord and the two handfuls of finely ground sweet incense and bring it inside the veil. He shall put the incense on the fire before the Lord that the cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat that is on the ark of the testimony. Otherwise he will die. Moreover, he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east side. Also in front of the mercy seat, he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall slaughter the goat of the sin offering, which is for the people, and bring its blood inside the veil and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull and sprinkle it on the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat. He shall make atonement, For the holy place, because of the impurities of the sons of Israel, and because of their transgressions in regard to all their sins. And thus he shall do for the tent of meeting, which abides with them in the midst of their impurities. When he goes in to make atonement in the holy place, no one shall be in the tent of meeting until he comes out, that he may make atonement for himself and for his household and for all the assembly of Israel. Then he shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it and shall take some of the blood of the bull and the blood of the goat and put it in the horns of the altar on all sides. With his finger he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it seven times and cleanse it and from the impurities of the sons of Israel consecrate it. When he finishes atoning for the holy place and for the tent of meeting and the altar he shall offer the live goat. Then Aaron shall lay both of his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the sons of Israel and all their transgressions in regard to all their sins. And he shall lay them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who stands in readiness. The goat shall bear on itself all the iniquities to a solitary solitary land, and he shall release the goat in the wilderness." Then Aaron shall come into the tent of meeting and take off the linen garments which he put on when he went into the holy place and shall leave them there. He shall bathe his body with water in a holy place and put on his clothes and come forth and offer his burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people and make atonement for himself and for the people. Then he shall offer up in the smoke the fat of the sin offering on the altar. The one who released the goat as a scapegoat shall wash his clothes and bathe his body with water. Then afterward he shall come into the camp. But the bull of the sin offering and the goat of the sin offering, whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place, shall be taken outside the camp. And they shall burn their hides, their flesh, and their refuse in the fire. Then the one who burns them shall wash his clothes and bathe his body with water. Then afterward he shall come into the camp in annual atonement. This shall be a permanent statute for you. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall humble your souls and do not do any work, whether the native or the alien who sojourns among you. For it is on this day that atonement shall be made for you to cleanse you. You will be clean from all your sins before the Lord. It is to be a Sabbath of solemn rest for you that you may humble your souls. It is a permanent statute. So the priest who is anointed and ordained to serve as priest in his father's place shall make atonement. He shall thus put on the linen garments, the holy garments, and make atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make atonement for the tent of meeting and for the altar. He shall also make atonement for the priests and for all the people of the assembly. Now you shall make have this as a permanent statute to make atonement for the sons of Israel for all their sins once every year and just as the lord had commanded moses so he did isaiah 57:14 through 58:14 and it will be said build up build up prepare the way remove every obstacle out of the way of my people for thus says the high and exalted one who lives forever whose name is holy i dwell in a high and holy place And also with the contrite and lowly of spirit, in order to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. For I will not contend forever, nor will I always be hungry. For the spirit would grow faint before me and the breath of those whom I have made. Because of the iniquity of his unjust gain, I was angry and struck him. I hid my face and was angry. And he went on turning away in the way of his heart. I have seen his ways, but I will heal him. I will lead him and restore comfort to him and to his mourners, creating the praise of the lips. Peace, peace to him who is far and to him who is near, says the Lord. I will heal him. But the wicked are like the tossing sea, for it cannot be quiet, and its waters toss up refuse and mud. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. Observances of fasts. Cry loudly do not hold back raise your voice like a trumpet and declare to my people their transgression and to the house of jacob their sins yet they seek me day by day and delight to know my ways as a nation that has done righteousness and has not forsaken the ordinance of their god they ask me for just decisions they delight in the nearness of god why have we fasted and you do not see why have we humbled ourselves and you do not notice Behold, on the day of your fast, you find your desire and drive hard all your workers. Behold, you fast for contention and strife and to strike with a wicked fist. You do not fast like you do today to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast like this, which I choose a day for a man to humble himself? Is it for bowing one's head like a reed and for spreading out sackcloth and ashes as a bed? Will you call this a fast, even an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast which I choose, to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house, when you see the naked, to cover him, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light will break out like the dawn, and your recovery will speedily spring forth, and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard." Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, and if you give yourself to the hungry, and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness, and your gloom will become like midday. And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places, and give strength to your bones, and you will be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those among from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations, and you will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which to dwell. Keeping the Sabbath. If, because of the Sabbath, you turn your foot from doing your own pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and honor it, desisting from your own ways, from seeking your own pleasure, and speaking your own word. Then you will take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth, and I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Matthew 25, 31-46 The Judgment But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, Then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in naked And you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him. Lord, when did we we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and, and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it for one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they themselves will also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them. Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. These readings are actually um, for Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement, which is the day that every year the um, Jews have been practicing, the Hebrews have been practicing every year a tradition that God put into place. And he told them, this is what you're supposed to do, as we just read, for the Day of Atonement. Um, You're supposed to have that day to be completely cleansed and to be... Uh, baptized annually, at minimum, they would be baptized annually to be completely washed of all sin, to start as fresh, but to be as clean as possible. But coming up to this day, you have uh, Yom Tavur, or also they have Rosh Hashanah, which is the Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Trumpets is where they're giving warning; they're they're telling everyone prepare yourself, get ready, because the Lord is leaving his throne and coming into your presence. So this is the day that um, he is in their presence because they are cleaner than they've ever been. As one body, all believers, following this practice and ordinance, which God set forth, they're completely cleansed. There's nothing... um, that has marked them. They have not. They've actually fasted from, from food as part of this um, holiday as well. So there should be absolutely nothing between them and God. And as God comes into their presence, they're to thank Him for everything in the past or from the last year. They're to repent of all the sins that they've ha- they've sinned in the last year, ask for forgiveness, and then they're also supposed to ask for their desires for the next year and what they want God to do for them the next year. So it's a moment of repentance. It's a moment of forgiveness and it's a moment of boldness in asking God for those next year's blessings. But when you take that also further into the judgment seat, which it talks about in Matthew, it says that the separation of the sheep and the goats are going to take place. And it's because of not just how well um, they loved God, but also how well they loved each other. Because Jesus said the law can be hung on two pegs, to love God with everything you have and to love others as yourself. And then as we also just recently read in John, it says that if you can't love others, because you don't love God. So if you're not able to take care of other people, then you're not loving others. And there's going to be that separation at the judgment seat. Now, going back to, we've talked about Leviticus and Matthew, but going back to Isaiah, there's a few things in here that I really see that jump off at me one would be the part that he's talking about how you should remove all the obstacles that are in your way everything should be out of the way we talked about how on the day of atonement especially all those things have been taken away but it says here about in regards to the fasting he says well you know why aren't you hearing us we're doing all this stuff why aren't you seeing us why aren't why aren't you you taking action in our lives and his whole point is well just because you fasted didn't mean anything you fasted and you you yourself became a distraction because you fasted and you let everybody know about your fasting or in your fasting you ended up the, the flesh just had so much control that you ended up being mean to all the, the people that work for you 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 had a mean spirit because you're denying your flesh. Denying your flesh and fasting is not about being able to then be a jerk to everyone else or let everyone else know. But you should go through and people should not really see a difference. You don't go and, you know, put on sackcloth and tear all your clothes and, and walk out not bathed and, and say, I'm fasting. That's just to find pity. What you're supposed to do is, you know, prayer and fasting is something that's there to, it even talks about it in here, to to uh, defeat the enemy, to do all these things for God, but also for yourself and asking for specific needs. So there's fasting. And with fasting, it should be unknown to those around you. Not that it's so legalistic that when someone asks you a question, you can't tell them, but you're not making your day about the fast. You're making the day about God and the fast is denying your flesh, which could be a distraction from focusing on God. So the fasting is a really important thing. And then the very last bit in here, it says, with the Sabbath. And this is one that's really taken to an extreme and became a legalistic thing within the Jewish community. But it says that on the Sabbath, you should not seek your own pleasure. That does not mean that you don't have pleasure. And just because you enjoy something on Sabbath that all of a sudden you're going against God's law. No, it says you should not seek it Your pursuit should be of the Father. Your pursuit should be Him, His Word, worship, prayer, things that are focused on Him. If your focus is on seeking your own desires and and fulfilling those, then you're not focused on the Sabbath. You're focused on self-serving desires. So you should focus on things Make your delight pursuing the Father, and make that about your Sabbath, or make that your Sabbath, the whole point of it. And uh, recently, I've actually had people have asked about the Sabbath and different things that you can or can't do, and it's something that we get to do, not something that you have to do. It is a choice, and when you choose to honor and keep the Sabbath, which is one of the Ten Commandments that Christians just completely ignore or they change it to satisfy their own desires rather than what the way God said it. But if you choose to keep the Sabbath and you have something that you must take care of, Jesus told us, showed us, modeled for us, that no, of course, if you needed to, You can step away and take care of whatever business you need to take care of. But then you get back on the point of the Sabbath. Whenever you can say, uh, the example would be, uh, my ox is in a ditch. Well, that's an emergency. You need to take care of that ox. You know, or walking through the field and grabbing weed and, and that's work. No, 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 you also need to eat. But if you then make, the ox being in the ditch, the excuse to spend the rest of the day doing business, you're actually lying to yourself. And you're lying to God. Take care of the emergency. Take care of the the one thing you really need to do and then get back on the focus of pursuing the Father. That's a choice, but it's a choice that we should make. So, Father, thank you for your Sabbath. Thank you for... The opportunity that we have to be able to press into you, but also thank you for this example that you've given us in atonement, that we need to uh, reflect, we need to take that time. If we're not doing it daily, coming before you and, and repenting and, and asking for forgiveness, we need to make it a habit habit to where at least we're coming to you once a year It should be daily, but at minimum once a year and completely coming to you in repentance, asking for forgiveness, and in full atonement as you called. Father, thank you for all these examples. And I just pray that um, we could just come to understand the truth behind your desires for us in these ordinances. In Jesus' name, amen.